Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Justin, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep. Both on and off the field, here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, Sean McClain. Welcome to Utopia. John, you ready for some mailbag here? I sure am. All right, let's do it. H-O-U mailbag at gmail.com. H-O-U mailbag at gmail.com. We start with Gerard in spring. How many games do the Texans have the advantage at quarterback the rest of the season? Actually, I'm actually doing a blog post for the Houston Press on this tomorrow, John. When I got this mailbag question, I said, I'm going to sit down and, and figure this out. And I've got the list of quarterbacks in front of me, John, as to who they play the rest of the year. But I, I think if this is who C.J. Stroud is, and I'm not just saying Sunday against Jacksonville when he was spectacular. That's obviously that version of C.J. is a top five or six quarterback in the league. He was great. I'm talking about the sum total, the sum total of, the, of the three games. Um, that 
that C.J. Stroud has played in so far, with some up, some down, mostly up. I think he's better than a majority. I think he's better than at least eight or nine quarterbacks on their schedule the rest of the way. And I'm being kind to some of these guys by, 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 uh, by saying that. But I, and I can lay it out if you want to. But what does your gut tell you about CJ versus what we know is not a murderer's row of teams or quarterbacks the rest of the way? What amazes me is how well he's playing despite the issues in the offensive line. I was watching the Eagles on Monday night. DeAndre Swift just roaring through these huge holes. It's amazing. And I'm thinking they may never have one like that. You can't get everything right in the first year when you have a new head coach. You have a new head coach for a reason. The team was terrible. So Stroud, so much of what he's done was with struggles up front. Yes, they're coming off their best game, and you hope they'll continue to get better. So, so much of what he does depends on the offensive line because they can't keep throwing the ball as much as he is, he has an all-time record in attempts by rookie quarterbacks, and he blew that away. Warren Moon had that one. Warren was a 28-year-old rookie in 1984 with the uh, Oilers. And so I'm going to say he's probably as good or got a chance to be better than I, – I have to think – if you go ahead and let's go over You go through the and list. I'll say okay. yes or no. You say yes or no. Just gut reaction. Okay, I'll go in order. Kenny Pickett. Better. Better. Desmond Ritter. Better. Derek Carr. I can't say better since he's had some great years. That's fine. That's fine. Bryce Young. Better. Baker Mayfield. Uh, boy, Baker looked really bad, but I'm going to say better. I think anybody in the league would take Stroud over Baker. Joe Burrow. Uh, not as good. No, no. But Burrow's banged up. I mean, that's, you know, um, and we'll see. It's week 10. He's got time. Josh Dobbs. Uh, better. Trevor Lawrence. I uh, can't take him over a generational quarterback. Yeah, I can't either. I, I'm the same with you. You and I are the same so far on these, John. Russell Wilson. Uh, boy, he's been to Super Bowls and everything else. Right now, I would take Stroud. He sucks. I would too, John. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Zach Wilson. Well, that's a hard one. <laughs> Trevor Simeon. Time to yeah. Texas play, he'll be the quarterback. He might be. He might be. They just um, signed him to the practice squad. Let me let me finish these out, John, because this is proving proving our point here. They've got two games against Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill, and by uh, then it could be Malik Willis or 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 uh, Will Levis, or does it even matter? Stroud's better than all those guys. He's better than all of them. Unless Steve McNair comes back or Warren Moon, he's going to be better. Deshaun Watson, uh, I'll take Watson. Yeah, I will too. Anthony Richardson, uh, Stroud. Yeah, that's ten. John, that's 10 out of the 14 games. You just said better. Wow. Isn't that amazing? These guys played three games, so which means we may be jumping the gun on all this. But I think it says – I think it probably says as much about how weak the schedule is as to how good C.J. Stroud is. But I think both things are in play, don't you? Absolutely. Let's do this again like once a month. Yeah, absolutely. We will. It's a fun exercise when your quarterback's actually good. <laughs> you know what? He didn't play bad in the first game. And in the second game, he played really well. He didn't get much attention. But now because they blew out the Jaguars, people nationally are starting to praise the heck out of him. And to me, right now, there's no comparison between him and Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson because they're hurt. But, boy, neither one of them. Richardson was impressive running the ball, as mm -hmm. we knew he would be. But right now, Stroud's all about throwing the ball. And last time I looked, quarterback's supposed to win by throwing. Yep. Uh, by the way, John, Bryce Young's odds on rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, Ooh. 40 to one. 
Stroud's two and a half to one. Well, Bryce he can Young. make a he can make a big recovery. He can. He's got 14 games. We'll see. We'll see. Um, all right, Matthew Kosecki has a Deshaun Watson question. What's the most likely scenario? Watson plays all 17 games and Stefanski coaches all 17 games this year. Watson gets benched for rookie Dorian Thompson Robinson, who looks better than Watson, or three, Watson and DTR both crap out and Stefanski gets fired at the end of the year. Number one, Watson's coming off a great game. He was fabulous. And uh, he didn't have Nick Chubb, and it didn't matter. Defense was great. He was great. Everybody feeling better about him and Stefanski. It could change, but I'm not going to say any of the others when he's coming off such an impressive performance. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I've thought all along Deshaun's going to be back to close to normal this year. I think what affects him the most come a month from now is the weather coming off of the lake there up in Ohio. I think that's that that's probably a bigger um, impediment to him putting up big numbers than him not grasping the offense or anything like and that. And the division games are all outside. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah, it ain't just Cleveland. It's Baltimore. It's Pittsburgh. It's, it's Cincy. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Charles Honeycutt. I know it's still early, but I'm very happy that we picked C.J. Stroud as our QB. He seems to be the QB that fits very well on our team thus far. In a way, I guess we have to thank Lovey for winning our final game last year. That's the entire mailbag question, John. There's no real question. Just an ode to Lovey Smith right here from Charles Honeycutt. We, but we had a few emails like that in the mailbag of people. I, and I think the point is, I, the, I guess the point with all this is like, okay, when you're when you're trying to tank, nobody knows. You know what I mean? Like when you're trying to lose games to get the first overall pick, unless it is Trevor Lawrence versus all these other guys, nobody knows, you know? Nobody knows and nobody tanks. You yeah. know, people thought Arizona tanked and they just beat the Cowboys. Maybe the Cowboys are tanking so they can get a replacement for Dak Prescott. Yeah. Um, Derwin and Cypress, how much credit do the coaches deserve on Sunday versus players? Are we not giving D'Amico enough credit for the adjustments made? Or was it Ward, Stroud, Anderson, Beck, Cashman? Were they the majority of the reason? Because I don't think the Jags played to lose. They got outplayed and outcoached. Definitely not used to that in H town. In, in definitely not used used to that in the H football wise. What did you think of the coaching job on Sunday, John? I gave the coaching an A on my report card. D'Amico's in charge of overall, but he makes the calls on defense. Bobby Slowick, as the offensive coordinator, makes the calls. Drod Johnson, quarterback coach, spends the most time with Stroud during the week. Then Shane Day and Bill Lazor, senior offensive assistants, they figure in the formulation of the game plan. Even Ben McDaniels, Josh's brother, you know, he's the passing game coordinator, uh -huh. and he's a wide receivers coach. So it's obvious Stroud, in his progress, those guys are coaching the hell out of him or he wouldn't be making it. Yeah, he's they're doing a I was really critical of Slowick after the Colts game, mostly because of the way he managed the second half of that game. It was just I just thought lack of urgency and I just thought poor game management and poor clock management. And that really bothered me because I feel like that's the easiest thing to do is make the right decision as it pertains to the clock, you know. Um, and so I was real critical of him, but um he's restored a lot of faith for me in the game on Sunday against Jacksonville, especially with all the missing. The missing pieces, and I think the fact, too, that this receiver room, which I always thought was better than the critics gave it credit for, but I didn't think it'd be this good. I think Tank Dell would be this impactful early on and that Nico would look like a number one wide receiver and that Robert Woods would be such a reliable target for Stroud. That's a really, that's been a really nice, I think, complimentary trio of receivers stylistically, John. You know, there's a, you got the big guy in Nico over the middle. You got Woods, who's kind of the cagey vet, and you got Tank Dell, who is, I, 
he's a deep, obviously he's a deep threat, but he gets open all over. He's a, he's a lot like Will Fuller in that way. Fuller was, I thought, very underrated for his ability to get open over the middle and make all sorts of catches. Hopefully he just stays healthier than Will Fuller did. Nico Collins spent a lot of time in the weight room because he's breaking a lot of tackles. Now yeah. he's got to be able to stay healthy because I'll guarantee you, considering his, his uh, penchant for getting hurt, his first two years, people are holding their breath. But when guys have a chance to make big money, they have a habit of staying healthy. And Nico's been tremendous. And that play right before the first half for 29 yards, he he looked – I thought he was going to run out the clock trying to fight for the goal line, but it worked out perfectly. Let me go back to the coaches. One of the things I like so far, got rookie head coach, rookie coordinator, and uh, rookie quarterback. So they're going to make mistakes. The key is do they learn. Uh, they had the clock management problems with the timeouts in the first game. They admitted it, haven't had an issue since. That second game where Sloick was too conservative when they were trying to come back in late in the third quarter, handing the ball off, they're not doing it. So that's what I like is you don't see repetition when it comes to mistakes as long as we're not talking about penalties in the offensive line. No, this this seems to be a smart football team. You know, it, where, where the most important places are to be smart. I feel like some of those leaders on defense are really smart football players. Jimmy Ward, um, Toa Toa, I think, is a, I think, I think he's a smart football player. Obviously, C.J. Stroud, really, really smart quarterback. And then the coaching staff, I've been very impressed just in listening to these guys and just watching this team. But this team does not play – They. They're they're an inferior team in many ways, talent wise, to other teams in the league. But I don't watch this team play and go, "This is a dumb football team." Whereas I've, I've watched some versions of the Texans the last few years. I said, "This this is not a smart football team, nor a smart coaching staff." <laughs> um, just is what it is. Chris in the ATL, frequent emailer to the mailbag. Chris, we appreciate you. If the Astros miss the playoffs, Dusty is gone, right? <laughs> I think if they miss the playoffs, Dusty will be gone. I have no way of knowing, but. I, Jim Crane's not going to sit on his hands if they don't make the playoffs because he knows they're good enough. And the way they stunk it up against the Royals and the A's at home, which is so confounding, be three games under 500 at home, go to Seattle, and then they look like the old Astros and you're banging your head, head on the wall saying, where have you been? Why did you wait? This is all so unnecessary. If you had nine games against the A's, and the uh, Royals, if you're just taking care of business, but I think heads are going to roll if this team doesn't make the playoffs because it's good enough. You can't use excuses. Those injuries happened before September, and they've been in their worst since the middle of September on. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yeah, these are playoff games right now, John. These Seattle absolutely. games, are, they're, they're absolutely playoff games. By the way, Chris says, on a totally unrelated note, I heard John mention the Arrows in his history covering them in one of the previous episodes. Just wanted to share a jersey pick from their inaugural season. He attached it to the email that he still owns today. He used to love going to the games as a kid, he says. Loves the hey, Arrows. Go on radio 6 com, and I got a long column of remembrances of my two years of covering them. Nice. Like it. All right. Um, Roman on the north side, John. I like this one. Guys, I know the Texans aren't winning a Super Bowl next season, but CJ's start to the season has me excited that they're moving in the right direction. So what are the chances that these small incremental steps happen this season? Okay, there's four of them, John. These are these are fun. What are the chances we at least have a discussion about a game getting flexed into primetime late in the season? Maybe one of those Tennessee games or maybe the Deshaun Christmas Eve game. Just discussion. It doesn't happen, but we don't sound silly discussing it. Uh, no. 
Okay. Um, what are the chances that we are in the in the hunt column for the playoffs with like three weeks to go in the season? You know, they've got the division winners. That's what you want to see. In is the wild card. And then they've got like the five teams that are in the hunt. John, by my estimation, I think if they're like six and eight with three weeks to go, they'll be in that column. So what do you think? Ah, why not? Okay. Boy, you sound really uh, emphatic about this, John. Uh, how about this one? Head coaching hot lists include Bobby Slowick or some other Texans assistants after the season. I don't think it's going to happen with Slowick being a coordinator for one year, even though he's a disciple of Kyle Shanahan and his system. I think Bobby's going to have to be here two or three years and just marked improvement like Sean and I both picked him to win six games. If they do that, that's not going to get you ahead in interviews. But next year, if they're competing for the playoffs, and in, right now this division doesn't look like it's going to be special next year either. It's definitely winnable. Then after they have some success and make the playoffs, yes, people are going to be looking at Bobby Slowick. Last one, um, chances that either CJ or Will is the favorite down the stretch for one of the two Rookie of the Year awards. Well, I, I think, think both chance. of them. Yeah, yeah, I think both have a chance right now. Will's number two. He went in number one. Jalen Carter has got to stay healthy because he's on a he's on a Super Bowl team that's trying to go back, and, and he's on a great defensive line with a lot of talent. So that's going to help him make big plays. Will Anderson doesn't have those luxuries. He gets so much more attention. But I think C.J. right now would have the best chance if he can stay healthy, especially with his receivers playing as well as they are. And imagine what can happen if they get their line intact and they start getting an effective running game like they had before Damian Pierce went down for the season with four games left. Yeah, I, I just love that question, those four things. I mean, those are four things that no, t no team that has Super Bowl aspirations gets excited about these things, but a team that had to deal with David Culley, Lovey Smith, Jack Easterby, all sorts of chicanery, Davis Mills for two years. These are all things that are fun, John, that Roman sent in. Absolutely. And they have not been in the mix for the last couple of years. So I, I like that question a lot, um, especially the one with the in the hunt graphic. That just appeals to my uh, my desires for this season. Last one, Jim from Northern Michigan says, thanks, guys. You're killing it every week on the podcast. Um, he says, I, oh, he also thanks us for getting you a new mic, John. He was one of the ones complaining about our levels on the podcast. So, um, thanks for Sorry Jim about that Northern Michigan. That's okay. He's very happy. He loves the pod he says, I don't know how it works with trainers and, and minor coaches, whatever that means, but do all these injuries mean there's an issue with the Texans coaching staff or trainers? Surely they should adapt to individual player needs. Take the coaching staff out of it. Like I, I do get that a lot. Like at what point with all these injuries, do we point the finger at the training staff? It's the same training training staff they've had for a long time. It's the same doctors they have from the Houston Medical Center. Yeah. They're among the best in the country, and there's a lot of teams that got a lot of injuries. I went over ESPNs where they do a thing every week with their beat guys about stock up and stock down, mm -hmm. and so many of them were the offensive lines because of injuries. I was amazed how many teams now. None have the injuries that the Texans do, but so many when a team loses – it's because of the line and problems up front. Oh, yeah. it's it, it, Some of the injuries this year have been wild, man. Um, and I do wonder how much of it has to do with how teams are managing training camp and holding guys out of games. And It has a lot to do with it. And I'll yeah. tell you what, I am – as we uh, – I went to on Saturday at Oakhurst Golf Club, the 70th birthday party for Vernon Perry, the great mm. love you blue safety. Vernon still has the NFL's all-time record with four – 
Four picks. In a game against the Chargers when they pulled a huge upset. And a lot of the former Oilers were there. And we're talking about injuries. And guys today, they take it so easy on them compared to the way they used to. And yet, there's not any more injuries back then than there are now. Yeah, and they wild. think it's because they don't get as much time hitting. They think specifically the offensive line, which uh, they need a lot of hard work building up to when the season starts, and they don't get it. They think it's hard work. And then tonight, on Tuesday night, I'm going to the Houstonian for the rap party hmm. for the Bum Phillips Love You Blue documentary that will be out in December. And uh, I'll be around a bunch more of those former others. And we'll be talking about a lot because they're blown away too by how many guys get hurt today compared to when they used to have full contact two a days, three hours, twice a day. And uh, they all say there's just as many today or more. Yeah, I think that's been that's been borne out. Now maybe you know it could be where just your quality of life after the game is better for guys these days because of that type. You know the. The, the punishment that affects ends up affecting your life as opposed to how good you are on Sundays, you know, uh, which I think matters. But yeah, it's 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 just it's a wild dynamic. Uh, 